Yeah, or oh, yeah, yeah, I'm funny. a gamer, and then gamer is an acronym for like getting all my energy reclaimed. I don't know. <laughs> 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 Become as insert credit. Welcome back to another episode of one of the top two things you'll hear in the next two hours. Uh-oh. I'm Alex Jaffe, five foot eleven and three quarter inches tall. Uh, I'm Frank Spaldi, five foot ten and a half ish, eleven. I don't know. I feel like I feel like when I say five foot eleven, that uh, it's assumed to be a lie, even though I think I am closer to five foot eleven. So I usually say five ten. Right. That's why I say three quarter inches tall because, like, I feel like it would be cheating to say six feet, but undercutting myself to say 511 yeah I, th- I think saying 511 and three quarters is like a, it's it's a little doth protesting too much a little uh, bit yeah. I'm, yeah I'm conflicted about it so I'm Tim Rogers I'm six feet tall nice I'm Brandon Sheffield I'm right about five seven or thereabouts something like that you know what I was wishing I was about five seven on that airplane the other day it feels uh, like they're designed just for me uh, <laughs> not that they're comfortable for me either but yeah uh, it helps my darn knees, uh, this guy in front of me just keeps slamming his knees. I'm like, I asked if I could get moved to another another row. I'm like, hey, can I get in that row up there? And she goes, ah, oh, that's the, that's like the priority uh, seating row. I'm like, there's nobody there's, And I'm like, I think there's like eight people on this plane, is what I said to uh, the, the flight attendant. And she was like, I'm, I'm sorry. And I was like, man, you know, I'm standing there. You ever want to feel like the world is broken? Go to the airport during a, a, a massive big boy virus and uh, wait to get boarded onto your airplane. And they're like, group number one, now boarding. And then and then you, and like eight people are just standing there and you have to wait 60 seconds. Now we're boarding group number two and then everyone's just standing there. This continues until group seven and then six people get on. And then they go group eight and then it's me. And then group nine, I guess, is the other person behind me. So you, there's, there's six groups, six time holes reserved in case uh it's not i mean not rich people but in case a rich person decides to materialize like nightcrawler and uh and uh, buy a first class ticket in the the first three minutes of the of the boarding they, they still get to have some advantage i hate That's the a- first class bamfers <laughs> yeah my whole uh, life is a time hole you gotta love a time hole. well that's the end of my uh my uh, little little story time for today I hope you all enjoyed it. Well, let's talk about video games. Oh, huh? God, I don't want to. Let's Too do bad. It. That's Kill what me. we're doing. Kill Question me, bro. number one. What was the last time you felt proud accomplishing something in a video game? Ooh. Uh-oh. Hmm. Hmm. It's weird because I've done a lot of things that required effort. I just did not feel proud at the end of it. I was like, why did I spend so much time doing that? Yeah, I felt, like, relieved. I felt... I, I felt the fist-pumping relief of having done it, but I never felt accomplished as if it were a goal worth achieving. It was just something I felt I had to do. Yeah, there's a compulsion in there. I just want that trading card or whatever. I don't know. I felt pretty good for beating some of the puzzles in the game Braid. Mmm. When I first played Braid, I felt pretty alright about solving some of those puzzles, which yeah. required me to break and shatter the game. Wow, Braid was just announced as an anniversary edition for the PlayStation 5. Uh, oh, did they show neat. it? Yeah, it's 4K. Oh, I gotta, I gotta see that, that, that new uh, David Hellman art, then. Yeah, the character turns. Whoa. He turns. Well, I mean, that's no. actually... What Tim's saying is 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 uh, an interesting talking point, in that um, I think good game design is something that makes you feel proud as if you did something remarkable as opposed to something that was actually what you were supposed to do exactly. And I think Braid is really good at that. A good point-and-click adventure games like that, right? Where it makes you like it makes you think that you're smart for figuring it out, even though it's just a magician's sleight-of-hand trick. I think I felt um, proud the first time I played significantly into a Japanese video game in Japanese without needing to like look stuff up. Oh, yeah, that's a thing. I guess I felt sort of proud for beating uh, Dragon Quest V entirely in Japanese as my first game that I played all the way through in Japanese. Yeah, 
feel like that's an, an accomplishment of a sort. I'm currently playing, uh, and I actually said this on the last show, the original Deadly Premonition on PC, which is extremely broken. And there were moments of pride uh, getting around the brokenness in that game. For example, when the entire world went black and I hadn't saved in a minute, I was able to uh, navigate to a phone booth um, about six blocks away, blind, and and save my game. I was pretty proud of that. That's yeah. impressive. That is impressive. That's um, horrible. There's a dungeon in the game Lufia 2 that uh, glitches occasionally on many U.S. Uh, cartridges, and it, it causes like the floors and walls to disappear. And uh, it's real hard to it's real hard to to recover from that. And I recovered from that once, so I felt proud of that. Yeah. But also, Lufia 2 has so many puzzles that I felt proud for solving as well. I think I was proud briefly when i was like number two or five maybe in the fez leaderboards because i don't know if you remember early in early on there were all these glitched hypercubes that you could get in that game no nothing like a glitched hypercube yeah and i wound up getting one that wasn't yet documented and so i found i couldn't get all of the documented ones but i got one by accident that got me to like 65 hypercubes before other people did. And I was, uh, I, I don't know if I deserved to be proud of that one, but I was, I don't know. Like, I think, I think the last three things we said were, uh, pride in, uh, playing the game beyond its rules. Yeah. Yeah. And I Especially don't know th- when the game is designed to make you play it beyond its rules. Yeah. I mean, I guess that maybe a better one is like, it's not exactly pride, but when I do well in a fighting game against other people and like beat 10 people in a row or well, something a, like that, that's a sort of pride. Yeah. I feel, I definitely feel a sense of accomplishment there. And like the, I've, I've mentioned this on the podcast before, I believe, but when I was in Korea and I went to this fighting game arcade where I later learned is where people actually went to train to play fighting games professionally and stuff, they would just have like six units of, uh, Street Fighter 3 and then like 12 tech and tag tournaments and stuff just like that's people would just go and play that one game and uh, I decided to play Third Strike against somebody and uh, and I was losing terribly and then I remembered I was pretty good with Elena and then I won and just winning one match against someone there he he then switched to uh, I think Q or, or maybe um, Akuma yeah it was Akuma that he switched to and then he just destroyed me thereafter. Like, I couldn't get a hit in. But I beat that person one time, and I felt a bit of pride in that. That's great. I think the most pride I feel when it comes to video games isn't in playing them, but in when I recommend a game to somebody and they get back to me like, oh, hey, I actually played that game and I really enjoyed it. Like, oh, that's nice. Not just does my opinion matter to this person, but I was correct in assessing that they would like it. Very nice. I had a moment of, my most extreme moment of meta pride in a video game was when we had just taken Video Ball to Evo, a video game I designed so that I could be pretty good at it. And after sitting at Evo these several days, there was a party, and we went to this party, and me, and I flipped out my laptop, and we plugged in four controllers into a USB hub. And uh, me, Kerwin Porter, and Wazalewski just played a two-on-two game. And it was a very, very long, very heated two-on-two game with, like, just the basic rules. And even if I had lost, I still would have felt very proud of that game, of having made that game, because we're just playing it at a party in a corner. It was fantastic. That's enough video ball talk for now. Uh, Question number two. (laughs) When do video games find audiences with completely unintended demographics? Oh, like Hmm. uh, like the Skyrim grandma, for example. Exactly. Yeah, that's some interesting stuff. There's also the, that food for dogs, Grandma. I'm, grandma's on the brain here because I was just watching a Grandma Simpson Simpsons episode. Uh, she plays through like a lot of visual novels, like anime visual novels, extremely, extremely anime <laughs> visual novels. Uh, and that's pretty neat. I wonder how that... It, it feels like there's a lot of people out there that would like games if only they were like respected enough to be given the opportunity to actually properly play them and sit down with them. Like, uh, 
Rami Ismail's uh, mother went from not being able to play any games that were in 3D to now like playing through Nier and Shadow of the Colossus and other stuff just because, I don't know, uh, he taught her how to use a dual analog joystick and she was confused about it for a while but then you know now she's like talking about her car boys in final fantasy 15 or that kind of thing i don't know it's it feels like it could happen at any time if only we let people do it i think you're confused brandon uh shigesato itoi developed mother (laughs) (laughs) nice are there any games that were never meant to be played in a sort of tournament esports way that that uh suddenly found themselves in that environment i mean smash brothers i was gonna say an argument could be made for smash brothers because they they nintendo resisted it for so long they were like no please don't enjoy our game get out out of here with that but uh unfortunately people kept enjoying it and then they eventually had to acquiesce and realize that that people wanted to play it but yeah there's got to be some other ones i mean i guess in a way speed running is that like you you get people trying to speedrun Barbie's Crystal ta- uh, crystal mm. Ponytails or something. That wasn't yeah. the intended audience for that game. I guess not. Uh, but that's kind of I- ironic. I'm kind of looking for a more earnest misdirection. Hmm. I was watching this video of Nagoshi, director of the Yakuza series, or executive director, whatever he is now for it, and he was having a very misguided conversation about how They designed it specifically for Japanese men, but then it turned out that women liked it and people outside of Japan. And uh, his understanding of why women liked it was completely incorrect. And so I think... Well, that they're like attracted to the characters? uh, They were attracted to Kiryu is why, because because men today are are weak and and are spineless. And so (laughs) seeing a, a big man like Kiryu is what made them like the game is, you know, I'm... I don't know if that's entirely well, what... Straight up, there is a horny audience for Yakuza. Of course, there absolutely yes. is. But I, I think that they... That isn't why they like the game. That's that's like a fun yeah. part of it, but that's it's not what makes them keep playing it, um, that he's tough. Like, I'm sure that his character and his attitude and his, like, his attitude toward anything, everything is a big part of it, but not that he does the best punches, because that's, that's so <laughs> many games. Oh, what would it take to have a video game that inspired me to play for 40 hours because I thought the character was hot? That'd be some video game. That'd be a very hot character. Well, there are a lot of there are a lot of people out there for whom that is true, though. I mean, that's all these anime games you got nowadays with the uh, the big boob ladies that are 12 years old. Like, oh, sure, the sort of like the visual novelty ones, or or even just like. What Senran Kagura, which is a beat 'em up that is not very good to play, but the ladies' clothes come off when they take damage. So I mean, you could make an argument that Near Automata succeeded where the original Near didn't because there was a butt in it. You could, you could argue that um, there was a butt as well. The only other trail of thought that I'm going down is like games that didn't sell well that ended up in the bargain bin that were just picked up randomly by mom. Uh, yeah. for a kid that who maybe you know wasn't the intended audience for this game but I, I i can't come up with good examples of that yeah there are also situations where like uh the game was intended to be like a crappy license game or whatever or it wasn't supposed to be crappy but it was it was a, a quick grab license game but wound up finding a cult community for some reason or another that's sort yeah. of in a similar vain i was i was playing that robocop versus terminator game and um i mean that was a little more earnest but it's definitely a lot more fun than i expected a licensed game to be especially playing it in 2020 sure i guess there's an argument to be made for licensed games that outlive the movie or tv show that they're tied into as qualifying for this yeah i mean like mcdonald's treasure land by treasure oh yeah is a is a really good game with great music well, okay, it's a pretty good game with great music that uh, is a McDonald's license game. That's right at the buzzer. I think exactly the kind of thing we're looking for. Excellent. Question number three. Are all cops in video games bastards? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Regardless of whether they are presented that way, a digital cop is still a cop. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, let's see, what about cops you play as? I mean, that narc guy is a narc. 
Yeah. That's true. He is uh, a narc. I was just talking about Robocop versus Terminator, and he like he shoots everyone and they explode in a spray of blood, which means probably not fantastic. Yeah. Max Payne is a cop. He's a bastard. Is he like on? Well, I, I guess it doesn't matter if he's like carrying a badge or not. He's still a cop. Right. That murdered soul suspect game. He's he's kind of a bastard, but it does have one of my favorite. I mean, I love that he's trying to solve the mystery of his own death. That kind of rules. And uh, then within after that, he like you start off trying to solve your own death and then you meet a whole bunch of other ghosts. And they're like, why don't you solve my death, please? And he's like, well, I am a detective. Guess I'd better solve all these other people's deaths first. Right. Yeah. He's still a bastard, but it's funny. Are the Resident Evil protagonists bastards? Hmm. Are they cops? I guess they are cops. I know Leon's a cop. Yeah. I never played G-Police. Are they cops? They're just, they're just mecha. Okay. I mean, I'm, I guess they're people inside, but they're just robots to me. All right. Robots can kind of be bastards. I can't think of a game where I've played as a cop that i don't know i mean i am playing deadly premonition right now as an fbi agent but that guy's probably a bastard (laughs) yeah yeah francis york morgan is a bastard yeah well i mean video games much like every other god darn piece of media has uh presented cops as a some sort of righteous force for good even in the game narc you got all these drug dealers where all of the drug dealers take the exact form of some sort of sick dilapidated republican fantasy that anyone who conducts any sort of uh, criminal activity involving illicit drugs, also carries a rocket launcher and a shotgun inside of their (laughs) trench coat. So by virtue of the game-designed rules, the cop in NARC, we could say he's a jerk just for becoming a cop. However, he's the the drug dealers in the world of NARC, and we do have to respect the author's intent here. The The drug dealers in the world of NARC are carrying shotguns and rocket launchers and just shooting them all over the place on the street. So in that case, maybe the cop is doing the world a service. Yeah. We can't we can't really judge video game cops by the same standards that we judge real world cops. Well which, and if uh, I, and if I remember right, they're not only shooting rockets, they're also throwing like giant syringes of drugs and forcing mm-hmm. you to have drugs. Yeah. They're killing women on the street. There's just like they're just killing ladies, taking them hostage and shooting them and they're blowing up and yeah. I don't know, man. It's I, I don't kinda... know if I can take the intent of the, <laughs> of the developer that far because, of course, you can you can it's say Eugene Jarvis, you want. man. That guy's a legend. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I've never played this game, but I'm just imagining drug dealers throwing syringes like Hammer Brothers. Is that about accurate? Uh, no, they come. They 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 shoot straight forward. Yeah, they're more like mm. throwing knives. I mean, Jarvis. He uh he he made a segment of man. Which game was it? Well, he made Target Terror yeah, later yeah, on. Yeah, and he put uh, he put the plane going down into the Twin Towers in it. I mean, he didn't show the Twin Towers, but he had you fighting terrorists on a plane as they were headed toward a building in a yeah. New York-like setting. So, yeah. I think there's that a- is that Eugene Jarvis, and I think he does have the Republican fantasy. So there's yeah. there's the cops in the game, in the Spider-Man game for PS4, where you're, like, helping the cops out, because Spider-Man's, like, a friend of the cops. Yeah. And I remember making one tweet about that and then getting thousands and thousands of replies from complete psychos who were like, <laughs> the cops are good, actually. And it's like, ah, oh, that's weird. Uh, it's weird that you like the cops. But also, Spider-Man, as a cop in the game Spider-Man, is assisting the police with the most absolutely mundane stuff. Oh, it's yeah. Like he's there's, he's there's like a drug scrambling deal their, their, their towers, right? Yeah, basically. You well, you well, okay. You yeah, you you fix their towers, but then uh, that gets you your Assassin's Creed world map completed. But there's like Spider-Man will be swinging over Central Park, and he'll be like, "I see a drug deal happening that down there. I'd better go bust him." And then you can bust these really, really ultra low level uh, drug dealer enemies. This little tiny, tiny chicken McNugget of an encounter, and you plaster the drug dealer to like a light pole, and Spidey's like, "All right." Now the cops can catch him. It's like, ah, man, just let people sell drugs. Lord. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Drugs are fine. I don't want to get experience points from busting guys who are just trying to make a living in a world that makes it hard for them to pay their rent. Lord, I've paid rent in New York. I know what it's like. So the answer is yes. (laughs) Yes. More or less, yeah. Question four. What are your favorite video game t-shirts that you've seen out in public? 
video game t-shirts oh yeah mm. oh, so there's, there's the... a there's an insert credit forum thread about this right now and it's funny because the intention of the thread was to show the worst like gamery shirts that that are like you know those facebook memes of like oh yeah, yeah don't mess with, with the 27 year old right. gemini right. who enjoys the playstation yeah, or oh, yeah, those yeah are I'm funny. a gamer, and then gamer is an acronym for like getting all my energy reclaimed. I don't know. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, great American Minecraft extreme Reginald. resolution. <laughs> wow. Yeah, uh, and then it wound up just being people showing their favorite video game shirts, and you know. No, no offense to the people in the thread, but a lot of those shirts are just shirts that someone gave out for free. Some yeah. of them are pretty cool, but a lot of them are just like, we put a logo on this. I remember getting a lot of free t-shirts at the E3 and such back before E3 became whatever in God's name it is that it became. And most of the shirts that you got were shirts with a little tiny logo on the left chest portion. Yes, and then the are. exact same logo, logo plastered across the back. And they were always uh, XXL. They only had like double XL size. Mm-hmm. So the best one of those that I had had a little Capcom logo on the front and then a big Capcom logo on the back. I would have preferred just a big Capcom logo on the front. Uh, does anyone in this uh, podcast right now actually prefer to have a logo on the left breast versus over the whole chest? No. 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 no I don't know anyone who likes that. Yeah. Well, it's so standard and generic that it is safe for people that don't feel like it that don't feel comfortable having an opinion about clothing. What is it supposed to be there? Like in lieu of a shirt pocket? Yeah. In yeah. Lieu it's of a it's shirt in the pocket, pocket position. Or... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If I had a huge, like rippling set of pectoral muscles, I would <laughs> like that maybe to have a little logo on the chest and then nothing on the back. These days I love to, uh, I'm sure if I say this, somebody's going to ask me on Twitter about, I thought, the, I thought you wore NASCAR shirts. Like, yeah, I wear NASCAR shirts. Uh, when I'm on camera, uh, usually, though, in my everyday life, right now I'm wearing a plain uh, pink shirt, uh, just a plain t-shirt. Usually is what I wear. I wear plain shirts, personally. So maybe maybe I've evolved in a way where if if persuaded correctly with a logo I enjoy, which is very few logos, I wouldn't mind having just a little logo on the left chest. You know what are the best shirts? Are the King of Fighters shirts that SNK was giving out for free at Tokyo Game Show 2003. Or 2004. Those were the best. Do you remember those, Brandon? I don't remember them. No, I guess I didn't get one. I had a Terry Bogard one that was blue, and it had just like a little pink uh, outline of Terry Bogard, and then the words Terry Bogard under it. Oh, yeah, I vaguely recall. That was pretty good. And I had an... I actually have a... There's... Wait, no, that was 2003. Maybe that's why you don't have any of them. It was 2003. Yeah. Mm. Oh, man. Yeah, so I got all of those. I just kept looping back around to the booth. And uh, any of the photos of me at an insert credit meetup in E3, uh, first of all, don't look at those. I always, <laughs> I always wore, just don't look at them, come on. I always wore one of my King of Fighters shirts when there was an insert credit meetup of any sort. Nice. Because that was my, and those were my favorite video game t-shirts. I guess that's where I remember them from. I, I had one that I got during the Halo 3 beta mm-hmm. press event thing, and I kept it ironically. Uh, I guess at first, but then I kind of liked it because it's got Master Chief sort of looking goofy being shot out of a cannon. <laughs> Does it say finish the fight on it? It doesn't. It just says FTF. Halo 3 uh, beta multiplayer. and uh, Or multiplayer beta. And once I was walking around out here in Oakland and a very large man came up and he's like, where'd you get that shirt? I was like, I got it at a Uh-oh. press event when it was happening. <laughs> he was like, give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> give it to me. I was me. like, no. And also, it won't fit you. And he's like, mmm. <laughs> but then oh, he got wow. distracted by his friend and did not take my shirt away. My my so, favorite uh, video game t-shirts are, uh, I have the Donkey Kong Country shirt that I wore in a video uh, for Kotaku the, that I, I got. Uh, and I have a whole story about it. I don't know if you all have seen that. There's, seen a, there's a pretty good segment in one of my videos about that shirt. Maybe, Brandon, if you watched any of my videos, I think you would like uh, that portion. I can link you to the exact timestamp if you would I'll like. I'll give it a look. It's a it's a good funny part of the video, but I talk about the story of getting that that. If anybody listening to this wants to watch it, uh, forget about me linking Brandon to the exact timestamp. Just watch uh, my Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze for the Nintendo Switch review 
on the Kotaku.com YouTube channel. Go ahead and give them a hit. Let the let the yacht owner who owns the company get a couple pennies into his beer fund or whatever it is. <laughs> Large, uh, like strapping white dudes who wear jeans. So do office. I have any time to speak uh, here? Do it. Just yeah. do it. Okay. Um, so I, I actually buy vintage video game shirts if I think they're cool. So I have some pretty good ones. Um, my favorite, probably, it's uh, it's all black and it's just a white print and it's just the cover of The Chess Master. And well, it just that says rules. The Chess Master and it has that wizard leering at you. It's Gandalf. Um, He's the yeah, chess Gand- master. Yeah, Gandalf the Chess Master. Exactly. That, that actually is Ian McKellen on that box. No, that's, that's not, not. I know. I'm joking. Okay. Lord. All right. All right. Um, I have a vintage style one that was a limited edition one. That's the FM Towns Marty, a uh, little gator guy, which I really enjoy. That's um, cute. And then I have one that is, it's just the Sonic and Knuckles logo as in the, uh, the, the round object with Sonic and Knuckles. It doesn't say Sonic and Knuckles. It's just their faces on that logo. And I like that one. Which oh, ones do you, do you wear uh, in public? Do you ever wear any of those in public? I wear those exclusively at MAGFest. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the old Magfest shirt. Along with any, my Phantom th- shirt, because I have a you have Phantom any pictures shirt. of those we might share on the insert credit Twitter feed, maybe in the forums? Uh, somewhere, but my camera rolls thousands, so I'll try. All I, right. I do, I do have a selfie from Magfest of my Phantom I Believe shirt. Do you guys remember this oh, one? Oh, yeah, that's I excellent. It's excellent a, from shirt. E3. It's black and white and has a stupid Phantom like uh, mask logo, and it just says I Believe. Because at the time, uh, people didn't believe. So they had to put out a shirt that said, uh, I believe that this console that's never going to come out is real. Yeah, the Phantom was definitely the, uh, the Seventh-day Adventist church of video games. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have multiple Sonic shirts from Target that I actually do wear. And, oh, I uh, wear one to bed all the time, yeah. Ah. Oh. Come on, Sonic shirts. shirts. It's time for one of my favorite segments. We're doing a theme sale. This is the one where I present five video games. That and there's some are... impossible criteria linking them together. Is that, <laughs> yeah. that the gist? Exactly. Yeah. You have to guess what the theme is between the five games. And exactly. we won't, but it's you funny. You could. There's a first time for everything. Uh, no, there's not. Trust me. People right. have been telling me my whole life there's a first time for everything. And... Every single time, that's been wrong. If well, it... <laughs> hope springs eternal. You keep, keep hope alive. Here are the five games that you'll be trying to find the link between on this episode. I'm Ace Combat there. X, Skies of Deception, okay. Battlefield 4, Perfect Dark Zero, okay. Crisis, and Tom Clancy's End War. All of them I got airplanes. All of them do. Done. Uh, I'm Ace, not sure that's true. Ace Combat X, <laughs> yeah. Perfect Dark Zero, Tom Clancy's End War. I feel like there are novelizations of all of these. Crisis? Are there not? I mean, maybe there's there no Ace Combat novelization. I, and no. also, there, it, it's not tied to these specific games, but I feel like that's... I mean, I guess that's not it, but that, that might also be true. I'm trying to figure this out. So Ace Combat X, Skies of Deception is for the PSP. Right, is that one? Okay, so that's some weird spin-off base combat. Knowing Namco, it's just a bunch of repackaged levels, but they put a different story on it. Did Crisis? They, did they all have PS2 versions? Uh, uh, no, Crisis and Perfect Dark Zero would not have. No, it's multiple different video game consoles. Yeah, I'm trying Christ, to... yeah. Uh, Wait, Perfect got... Dark Zero is only a 360 game, right? I think so. So no, I think... Didn't... It... I mean, maybe they refreshed it for Xbox One X or whatever. Okay, so we've had Loch Ness Monster previously. Yeah, that was one of them. And then the second one was... I'm going more by the previous theme sales now than I'm going by the, these games. So just give me sure. a moment. And what was the next one? It was a voice oh, actor? Uh, yeah, all of them had a voice uh, by, uh, Charles, by Martinet. Charles Martinet. A non-Mario Martinet. Mm-hmm. So somewhere between a Loch Ness Monster and a non-Mario Martinet, you've gotten your answer to this one, I would imagine. Yeah, sure, right? I was going to go down the voice actor trail. I'm on IMDb, but now that I know it was the last one, I'm abandoning that. Oh, no. That's what Jaffe probably wants you to do. <laughs> oh, I just want you to guess it. Oh, yeah, really? <laughs> it doesn't seem like it. I really do. I'm rooting for you. Well, Jaffe, t- I'm, I'm pretty sure based on these theme sales... Uh, I would never want to do a, a crossword puzzle if you were designing it. 
Uh, I just so want to I'm, confirm. I'm going to say that I've never played any of these. So. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I well, played we a... played Crisis once, Frank. Or was that Crisis 2? We, we played the original Crisis, a very broken build of it. Yes, yeah. at a press event. Yes. Yeah. So we played that one. I, I played most of the original Crisis. Just to... Just I want to confirm your... that that in my in my silence there, I did determine that we that these series all do have novels. So though it's not tied to these specific games, they all they all have novels associated with oh, them. They so are that... all within. They all have a. They're all in a series that has a novelization. That's right. Oh, okay. well, that doesn't help yeah. us, but it's true. Yeah, what if I mean, that's that, it though? That, but that's that not is true a with valid these specific answer. video games, right? Yeah. No, what I just said is true, which is that all of these video games oh, are right. within a series that has a novelization. Uh oh, do we beat do we beat the buzzer? Because that's uh... <sighs> man, I, <laughs> I'm gonna have to hear what those novelizations are. Okay, well, <laughs> Crisis Legion, Legion, Perfect Dark, Initial Vector, and Second Front. Okay, Battlefield Three, The Russian. Wait, yeah. That's right, Battlefield 3, The Russian. Ace Combat... God darn it. I'm, I'm just going back through my links here. Ace Combat, Icarus in the Sky. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read all of these. And Tom Clancy's End War is just a series. So Yeah, I. you know what? I guess I gotta give it to you. Yeah! <laughs> all five of those games are from a series which includes a novelization. Excellent. But, well, what's the real reason, though? Well, all of these games are set in the... Future year of 2020. Oh, wow. Ah. That's a much better one. <laughs> yeah. That is not something we could have gotten in six minutes. No, um, it, you could I have mean, if, you've pl- if you had played at least two of them. Yeah, that's I true. I don't remember the years that games take place in. What? That's, I, <laughs> that, that's the first thing I notice. If a game is set in the future and doesn't have a year, it upsets me. I usually write it di- right into my diary. Yeah. <laughs> Very first line of the Wikipedia page for the plot of Ace Combat X, Skies of Deception, is in the year 2020, after years know. of civil war, if only we'd opened all of the Wikipedia pages. We could have gotten only. there. Didn't have to. Brandon was on it. Yeah, you circumvented it. I'm going to give you the win. Thanks. Congratulations. Uh, thanks. But you can never use that link again. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't all right. feel right. We'll be right back after a short break. Taking a leak, taking a leak. Welcome back to Insert Credit. We're taking a question from Patreon as we do every week at this point in the show. If you would like to submit your own question, you can go to patreon.com slash insert credit. Subscribe at any level, you'll uh, be directed to a form where you can do so. You can also get episodes a day early. One day ex- early? Yeah. <laughs> not just that, but you could get uh, exclusive bonus episodes made out of the outtakes from this very show. We just had a very cool conversation about Tom Clancy video games that was a we'll probably make well. it into a that future can... episode. Yeah, there's some bloops. You might get some bloops, mainly from me. Uh, here is the question, which comes from Kiko. Kiko oh. asks... You have to assemble a four-person RPG team using only real-life athletes from any time period, fulfilling okay. classic JRPG class roles. Who okay. makes the draft? Who? Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go uh, right away. I want to put in a bid for uh, Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson, as Bo the, Jackson as, for as sure. The hero. Bo Jackson is yeah. the hero. He's Bo the Jackson's number one the guy. He's the main character. Yeah, he's I mean, the he, main He's character. like the balanced one that can do the, the two kinds of, of actions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wait, we only get mm-hmm. four. Yeah, yeah, you get four. Well, you want also that you want to have Michael Jackson as your or Michael Jordan. You want to have Michael Jordan as your uh, your. Uh, he'd be like the wizard because he well, played... he's he's just you know your your clutch <laughs> player, right? No matter what, he played for the Washington Wizards famously. Right. Um, oh, that's right. And uh, also, he can do like your aerial attacks. I'm thinking in terms of Final Fantasy X parties where you have a guy who uh, can do distance attacks. Well, I think he's also going to have some kind of buff where it's like if he's if if he's down to one HP, he's going to do something crazy cool. Yeah. What about so OJ also, Simpson? Do we want OJ played, in there? He also played baseball for a while, so he that... did play baseball for a while, so he can do that, just not as well as Bo. Right. Um. Um. No, um you OJ's know, out. I'm seeing the ESPN 30 for 30 documentary Jordan rides the bus uh, about Michael Jordan playing 
uh, baseball. And according to all of the science and the numbers, he was getting better at baseball at such an exponential rate that he might have actually ended up pretty decent at it. Yeah. Oh, so if like he, he gains experience points fast. Yeah, so he, he can be your multi-class dude as well. Right, so he can class switch, yeah. 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 Uh, I said no like, to OJ. I don't what know. What about if like a Mike quick. Tyson? OJ ran 2,000 yards in one season. Okay. Mm. Uh, Other people have probably done that. Yeah. I'd, not I'd like rather, OJ. You ever see OJ run? Yeah. I'd rather get a, uh, rather than um, Mike Tyson, I mean, I'd rather get a Muhammad Ali in there because you also get out of that uh, bargain, you get your, your um, sassy but also very smart character. Right. Oh, sure. And also he can morph into a butterfly or a bee. Yes. Oh, so he's like the druid. He's, yeah, or he's like a um a paladin. I guess. I mean, I guess more more druid for morphing, but like, right. He's a he can do the punches, but he can also do a magic thing. So Ricky Henderson has the record for most stolen lifetime bases. career stolen bases. Uh-huh. Yeah, so so it's a thief. Would be the thief. Rogue. No, no I, thief. Think, I think OJ would have to be your rogue. He was a first of all. Hear me out here. He's a track star. Set several world records at sprinting. Not <laughs> yeah. only that. Heck of a runner in the NFL. You should some of the magic that this man did on that field. Some of the he was magic. An actor, so his his charisma stats would be. He's high. got a high charisma stat. And yeah. ready for this? What what is what is best in an RPG if not a goddamn heck of a plot twist? Right? <laughs> mm, yeah. Oh, is yeah. he the guy who betrays the party like three quarters <laughs> of the way through the game? Well, no. I mean, he okay. kills his wife and and uh, yeah. her, her boyfriend. Right. But, yeah, I don't think oh. you didn't hear about this. But. He can drive this a Bronco. <laughs> <laughs> he drive a Bronco. He drives the vehicle. This is your uh, OJ didn't the drive man. the Bronco. He was in the back seat of the Bronco. Yeah, that's true. But that's he, the same. he doesn't drive. He runs. He could provide <laughs> he the Bronco. <laughs> I hate to make fun of OJ, but it's uh, it's it's grim. It's gr- it's grim jokes, everybody. Yeah. However, uh, man. at the same time, guy could run, man. Okay. Ricky Henderson could steal a base. He wasn't weaving around uh, 10 angry dudes every time he did it. Watch some OJ highlights from his football career. Let's remember the good, the good things about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, can, we can remember the bad things, too. But let's think about the good, think, let's not, think about the good things sometimes while holding the bad things in your other hand uh, slightly off camera. Uh, I don't know if I can what? separate the art from the artist. Here. Yeah, I'm not sure I can endorse this choice. It's too bad we. Uh, Heck of a plot twist. Too I'm bad we can you. only have four because Steph Curry would be great. Like if there was such a thing as a sniper class or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess he'd be an archer or something like that. Because right. uh, I think I think Jordan's got him. Jordan Jordan could hit some threes, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Steph Curry is kind of the greatest of all time at threes, though. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, uh, Jordan could Jordan could hit threes. Jordan could do whatever. Jordan could do Jordan. He could do whatever. Well, fair yeah. Uh, Randy Johnson is the only baseball player to have killed using a pitch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. He famously good. killed a bird that flew into the uh, path oh, of a pitch. Yeah. yeah, yeah, baby. I guess that's I remember a, that. That's some sports magic right there. So I think he would be the archer. <laughs> yeah, he'd, <laughs> yeah, he'd be the Hawkeye of the team. Exactly. Well, who, okay. Let's think about what we have. Right? We, have, we, have we, we've, we've got Bo Jackson. We yeah, got Michael got, Jordan. Yeah, and we've got uh, we had a third. We right? had Muhammad, Muhammad Ali. Ali. Muhammad, Muhammad Ali. Ali. Right. Um, so what are we missing? We um, don't have a yeah. soccer player. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you. Pele. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, so I guess that means we got our all rounder. We've got our class switching character. We have our sassy brawler, who's a smart Alec. Oh, what's what's that Olympic event? The Winter Olympic event, where like it's, you, you're like playing a spy, where you like skiing, skiing and, and shooting they, biathlon. Yeah. Bi- everybody, yeah. everybody wants to bring up biathlon. There's no famous biathletes, unfortunately. Well, does they have to be famous? Uh, well, I mean, they don't have to be famous, but oh, uh, yeah, touche. I, I mean, mean, you need a support class, and I'm sorry, I keep bringing up baseball players, but Jose Canseco can Did keep everybody supplied with steroids. Mm. Well, that's true. Those would be you'd be popping those like candy. Steroids and libertarianism. I'm sure yeah. the story would get really grim in this game really fast. So steroids yeah. would barely stand out as any kind of a criminal offense. I do think we need a pitcher. I think that's our team. 
I think Jordan could be our pitcher because he just have to take a while. We're just gonna have three. <laughs> That's all we need. <laughs> and Jordan's like two, and so is Bo. So, yeah. question number seven: In which game do most players never get to the best part? Oh, crikey. Uh, that RPG we just discussed. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, I uh, guess I guess some people say could argue that near the the best part is like truly finishing the whole thing, and most people oh, yeah. won't do that. What about games where like the the real game is the multiplayer, and there's just this large campaign to get there? The first one that comes to mind for me is Brutal Legend. Apparently, it's a pretty good you know rts i just never got there after playing the single player campaign that i wasn't super into for like 30 hours kind of going off that you i was thinking about fighting games where the best part is when you get good at it and that takes mm. like a bunch of years that's sort of a meta answer but it's it's what those games are about so right well probably the best part of a fighting game is uh is when you win at evo on the big stage yeah most yeah. people don't get there, right? <laughs> that's, that's true. true. We'll, we'll never comprehend what that feels like unless we get there. So that's why I'm announcing that I'm going to play Street Fighter full time. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Who's starting, your main? Starting tonight. Who's my Who's my what? Who's main. your main? I don't know. I don't know. What does that Who, mean? That's a joke. Who's uh, the main? Oh. <laughs> uh, um, your Your main is that square that makes the, the does the random pick. That's yeah, your main. I want to be the yeah. random. I'm you don't even. You don't even. You don't even need a main. Yeah. yeah, and then I'll be winning, and yeah. everyone. The, will just be the best part of Sonic 2006 is when the lady kisses, kisses the life-size Sonic. Sonic, and I think that most of us don't haven't gotten to that part. We just saw it on I video. There. I never got there. <laughs> that is actually sounds like a really good part. Yeah, because <laughs> I've seen it, and I wish I could have controlled Sonic up until he dies and gets kissed by a girl. <laughs> I would. I would think that would be cool. You yeah. know, it's probably in some kind of bundle right now. You can go get it. I you think know, the it, best part of every RPG, if if we're not uh if we're being perfectly honest, the best part of every RPG is uh where it gets real good about twelve hours in. Yeah. Right? right? That's, That's what everyone true, says. Right? That's what everybody says. Uh so uh maybe there's a lot of RPGs that I haven't I've got there's a lot of RPGs I have not gotten twelve hours into. Like the Trails in the Sky game that people keep telling me to play. That I want to play. Just I got other stuff to do. I met and, somebody who didn't get to the best part of frog fractions they just um <laughs> thought it was a fractions game and stopped playing they just never pressed down yeah <laughs> they, it wasn't it wasn't told to them so they didn't do it and then they're like i i don't get what i don't get what the hype was about <laughs> that's pretty good yeah you know i've talked about this before but that was kind of me because i started playing frog fractions but the long tongue of the character freaked me out so i couldn't play it more than five seconds <laughs> do you wow. have, do you have linguophobia fear of tongues I, I guess that's what that would be what would you call a fear of language then uh that's uh something else <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a different one <laughs> okay wait linguophobia is the fear of languages uh, oops <laughs> <laughs> whoops it's also the fear of tongues so it's both of them yeah it gets confusing at the support groups <laughs> I feel like if a game isn't good until past the point where you play it, then they really screwed up. Yeah. yeah. I feel like games should be good right. like five minutes in. You get five yeah. minutes. I don't know. I, I I live a pretty good life, so I don't think I play video games past the point of me not wanting to play them. So There's a lot of hard. games that have... Uh, I mean, I, I guess I've accidentally told people that a game quote-unquote gets good before, but... Uh, I mean, whenever I try to endorse a game by saying, like, I think Dragon Quest Eleven gets a shockingly good, like, 30 hours in, right? But I mean, when I say that, and then somebody's like, oh, 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 oh you like an RPG, it's like, I don't know, I still enjoy those first 30 yeah, hours that, enough to get there. Yeah, that's the game where it kind of starts good and gets better, right? Right, yeah, yeah, in my opinion, that. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm asking about games that people don't get to the best part. That doesn't mean they haven't gotten to the good part. The absolute best part. I think there's a certain type of good game that uh that that kind of keeps a lot of stuff secret, you know? But not but not as any sort of like evil plan. Yeah. It just keeps this stuff secret because the developers are just making it organically, kind of just uh putting good stuff in there and not really uh not being conniving and manipulating. It's just 
there's some good moment in there. And I it's think like, it, it, yeah. d- it depends on the person a lot also, because I'm sure there are people, especially people who really love Silent Hill, that would argue that the UFO and dog endings are are, are the best part of the game because they subvert the whole premise and but you need you need to have played it f- 15 times first to feel like that's the best part of the game oh, or what about a game like no man's sky where if you played it at the very beginning you don't get much out of it but as they continue to update the game it becomes better like you didn't get to play some the people best feel part, the opposite way about that when you played it some some people really liked the early the initial game because it was just like hanging out on a planet and then later they made it uh, very heavily crafty, and um, so yeah, they oh, couldn't win. So with it's that not one. as good now. So that's so what some people say. It depends. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Next question. This is question number eight. Number Have eight. you ever been jealous of an idea in a video game that you wish you'd thought of? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Like all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Ideas are useless. So I'm always jealous that the person both had the idea and. The gumption mm-hmm. to execute it. Oh, certainly. So I was that. pretty jealous of Valhalla, um, the cyberpunk bartending game, where they got this balance of visual novel stuff, and then they break it up with a mini game that is so simple but so unobtrusive and so unannoying and so smooth to play that I was like, "How how dare they do that? Like that's." It's such a simple idea that works so well. And it worked so well that there was a game called like Coffee Talk or Coffee Time. I don't even remember what it's called. Um, people will know Coffee what I'm Time. Ta- yeah, people will know what I'm talking about. Coffee Talk, I think. But it, it's the exact same idea with a different story. And you're in a coffee shop instead. And the minigame is slightly different. But it's the same idea. And nobody was like, this is it, just like Valhalla. That sucks. They were just like, cool, another one of these for me. Um, that's the mark of a good idea, I guess, when it got copied and people were like, yay! <laughs> mm-hmm. There's some other games like that. I feel like when Doom originally came out, people were so excited when there were other games like Doom. Although they also called them Doom clones. For yeah. a very long FPS time, was a Doom yeah. clone for so long, it's weird. Yeah, it was like the entirety of the 90s, I think, first-person shooters were Doom clones. Doom clones, I, yeah. I saw a review recently, because I, I played through that Turok remake for... For a switch, I mean mm-hmm. remaster, whatever. And I was reading some old reviews, and and people were like, "As Doom clones go, it's pretty good." <laughs> wow, wow. Turak is a Doom clone, huh? Was that a review from like back in the day? Or yeah, was it was. A... It was from like 1995 or whatever. Oh, okay, okay. That... Yeah, and that owns. Yeah, it's quite something. Dude, it's a Doom clone. The last game that was called a Doom clone. Yeah, probably Halo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I probably. feel like just from memory it kind of stops around Goldeneye. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there was somebody, somebody some like probably like really sweaty individual RSI who called Halo unironically a Doom clone. Yeah, it was someone who had been reviewing games from their house since the 90s. Someone who had never uh, taken a breath in his nose. <laughs> but then after that you didn't get halo clones you got halo killers halo killers mm. yeah it took a while for us to just decide to call them something else had to wait for the uh, star wars clone wars to come along and then we could start killing the clones well right. then ironically nothing killed halo until halo 3 finished the fight that's right <laughs> they finished it on their own terms yeah another idea i got jealous of there's a game called quo Vatis, where the sequel on saturn they have it's it's like a almost an RTS in a vertical orientation, um, and you choose multiple nodes for your units to travel down the path of. And um, then there's this tiny little window that's in pseudo 3D that's your 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 little dudes trudging through the terrain, and you can spot enemies in there and initiate attacks early. And then you choose like how to attack and what weapons to use. And um, it sounds complicated, but they present it in such a friendly, uncomplicated way that I felt jealous of that idea and wished that I had had it and implemented it instead of them. But that was done in, like, 1997. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tim, I know you've had a lot of video game ideas. Has anyone ever gotten to one before you got a chance to do it yourself? 
Well, I mean, I'll be honest. I, uh, I'm a big fan of execution, you know, not really a concept so much. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I'm against I feel... the death penalty. <laughs> so I feel like, uh, I feel like most of the time, if I see a game that aesthetically captures something that I'm, uh, sort of going for or, or wanting to do, that makes me a little upset. But, uh, I don't really have any, I don't like games with ideas. Does that make sense? Yeah. I like, it does. I like games where 90% of the conversation about it, if there is a conversation about it, it's going to be about like how well done it is, how well executed it is. So, in other words, all I really want to do is just make a Dragon Quest V like RPG, right? Dragon Quest V did the whole RPG thing really well back in 1992. However, uh, I would like to try it out and... Uh, they they have a certain twist in Dragon Quest V. Don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't played it. There's a big twist in there. I like that twist. And uh I mean that's the sort of thing I get hung up on. It's like, oh I like when there's like a good plot twist that also uh feels mechanically interesting in a game. So I just gotta think of one of those of myself. I have a complicated relationship with that sort of aesthetic stealing or not stealing, but like camping on idea that you're talking about, because like for example uh, Gunsport, we started making that in 2013 when there were not a bunch of neon lights, cyberpunky games out there, but it's coming out in 2020 after there have been about 5 million of them. And the, the complexity of that relationship stems from me having that idea, knowing it was not original, trying to execute it, failing for seven years, and then having it come out and look like a pretender. And it's like, well, maybe I actually was because that idea wasn't that original seven Oof. years ago. Uh, so that's that blows the end. <laughs> All right. Our lightning round is gaming pedigrees. I'm going to name a popular dog breed. You're going to tell me what game is that dog breed of video games. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Let's start with uh, Golden Retriever. What's the Golden Retriever video games? Oh, that's a Nintendo title for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. Something eager to please you and uh, constantly in your face with... Uh, everything well, it's whatever it's, uh, the the current generic yoshi thing is i think it's uh i think it's just super mario bros because you're retrieving a whole lot of gold in that game if you know what i mean <laughs> sure wouldn't uh, that be okay, a so specifically game? that that ds one that was all about getting the super gold. mario new super mario brothers 2 yeah as it was called yeah the yeah that's the one video game. what is yeah, the a video games a rottweiler uh maybe god hand <clears throat> Just uh, a bit of a Rottweiler. I mean, yeah. it's tough. Is, it's is tough. that what we're going Goes for? Goes straight tough. for the jugular when it, uh, when it wants to, but um, uh, kind of confusing otherwise. All right, I'm okay with that. What's the Corgi of video games? Oh, the Corgi. Deadly premonition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unintentionally hilarious, but also kind of intentionally hilarious. Yeah. Are, do Corgis are Corgis funny on purpose? I think I sometimes they are. They are. They have yeah, a huge, yeah. huge head and, like, a comparatively tiny body. Yeah. The Yorkshire Terrier of video games. Oh, Yorkies. Well, maybe okay, that's Okay, so it's something British, right? Like, it's something from Rare? Yeah. Banjo-Kazooie? No. Viva <laughs> Pinata? Uh, maybe it's ukulele. Yeah. By the makers. <laughs> yeah, sort of a Yorkulele. Yeah, it's the first ukulele, not the side-scrolling one. What about the game Xenoblade Chronicles 2, where the, all the people have voices that sound like they're from Yorkshire in the English. Okay. That the main character has a very heavy uh, Yorkshire accent. What's the Great Dane of video games? Ooh, Great Dane. Great game. <laughs> as I always say. It'd have to be a big one, or it could have just a, like a gigantic special edition. So, Oh, maybe yeah, it's, it's the Skyrim. Steel Battalion. Yeah, I, well, I guess so. It's well, uh, What was Brandon's answer? I didn't hear it. Steel Battalion. Steel Battalion, Skyrim, okay. I think Skyrim is kind of the Great Dane. It's just really, really big, but uh, kind of too big. Let me tell you what, I got a dog who's real tiny, but he acts like he's huge, and it's funny. He doesn't need to actually be huge to be funny. So Yeah, uh, I, only, I, think, I only chose Steel Battalion because it had the giant controller, controller, and it had the yeah. giant special well, edition. Uh, Great Danes originated from Germany. Does that does that throw us off at all? Oh. No. Nah. Nah, all right. I think, the... I think it's just a, something that's too big, yeah, is it what could I be would Skyrim. say. What's the beagle of video games? The beagle? Uh, that's some kind of hunting game. It's Snoopy versus the Red Baron. <laughs> oh, excellent. For PS2. Yeah. Uh, you could just as easily say the Family Guy video game. No, I couldn't. Okay. Is he supposed to be a beagle? 
I think he's supposed to be a beagle, yeah. I have no idea. I thought he was like a white lab. A white lab? Yeah, those exist. Snoopy? No, Snoopy is a beagle, even though a Charles Schultz might not have known. What? No, we're talking Uh, about the family dog. Family guy. Family guy guy dog. dog. Oh, who cares? I I don't even know what that dog looks like. All right. What's the Shih Tzu of video games? Oh, man. Uh, It's pronounced Uh, Shurza, first of all. Oh, so it's Forza. It means little lion. That's Chinese for, like, baby lion, which is a funny name. Okay, so... Little tough guy. Yeah, it's a little tough. Right. You ever you ever squeeze one of those dogs? You ever hug one? They're really really, like muscular. Yeah, they're yeah, tiny yeah. and very robust. Weren't they bred for uh, protection originally? Oh wait, no, no. I'm thinking of um, God damn it. What am I thinking of? Like one of those uh, one of those puffier, friendly looking dogs that was also tough. There's a couple uh, of those out there. So cuddly but tough. What's that? Cuddly on the outside, tough on the inside. Cuddly tough, outside tough. I looked up Stuart Little, and he, he's not—he's not tough on the inside, but uh, he's got some games. He's got Stuart Little Three Big Photo Adventure on the PS2. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna throw that out there. I don't know. I'm not sure he's why little. that's relevant. Because he's little. He's not oh, tough though. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying we're halfway there. Yeah. Um, hmm. What's a really friendly-looking but extremely difficult game? I know that. I, I think know a they're... treasure game. Like yeah, a, like a... Rakugaki Showtime or something. Rakugaki Showtime. I like Show. that answer. By the uh, way, I looked it up, and Brian Griffin is indeed a white Labrador. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, shame on me. Uh, what's the dash under video games? Oh, those little guys, the long, win- nubby, nubby boy. Yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> One and done. Uh, what's the pug of video games? Uh, well, there is a pug in Spelunky, but that doesn't count. There's also a game called Butt Sniffing Pugs. That doesn't count either. No. Yeah. Because, I mean, what is that game, really? I mean, I guess... This this is a weird answer, but it might be Bioshock because they're always making all kinds of like mouth noises and stuff in that. <laughs> How about pugs are I always think snuffling. I think there's no dog quite like a pug for uh, people who have them to post pictures of them and laugh at them. So uh, pugs are inherently broken, right? Like yeah. they yeah. shipped with they shipped with major bugs. Uh. Yeah, and the bugs are considered really funny, even yeah. by the owners. I feel like I mean I don't want to like hate I don't I'm not hating on anyone in specific but I just see them sometimes retweeted by like people retweet them and then I'll like click on the profile of the person who owns the pug and it feels like the person who owns it uh, is making fun of their own dog in like a slightly mean spirited way so what's a video game that does that? <laughs> well, I was thinking by Frank's definition, it would be Goat Simulator. Goat Simulator. Yeah. Yeah. It's close. It could be. They're not exactly bugs, but they are like bug-like things. They are bug-like things shipped as features. So yeah, we can. Go I think that, I think that's okay because yeah. it like it is shipped as a feature. They you know they, these pugs when they reproduce, they know what they're making. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally, what is the Pomeranian of video games? Truck heck. Mm. Okay. I actually, I actually have a very complicated. You know, I, nobody knows what truck heck is right now, so I can't really explain it. What's the difference between Pomeranian and a Shih Tzu? About 10 pounds. Okay. A Pomeranian is smaller. Yeah, and what's a Henway? What's a Henway? I don't know. Yeah. Well, what do you mean? What is that I don't a joke? know what that is. Forget it. It's a bad joke. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a Marx so, Brothers Some of joke, our listeners how much, do, how, much, how much does a Henway? Is that from yeah. Duck Soup? It, it may be. <laughs> I noticed that we did not get to my dog type, the Chihuahua, but I uh, Yeah, what's don't the have Chihuahua good, video game? I don't know if I have a good answer. I was ch- kind of trying to think about it. Something that is... Uh, Louder than it than its size, <laughs> for sure, is uh, one thing about it. But they love the desert, also. I don't know. Spec oh. ops the line. <laughs> <laughs> louder than its size, man. You know something about Pomeranians? Uh, I people keep asking me. Somebody, I've, I've been asked so many times if I got a Pomeranian because of the game Tokyo Jungle, and oh. the answer is no. Lord, no. I. There's a there's a Pomeranian in the game Tokyo Jungle for the same reason that I have a Pomeranian, which is that when you look at them and you hang out with them, you just kind of like them if you're a certain type of person. And uh, somebody said to me the other day when they asked what my dog if my dog's name really was Bibby Babis, and I confirmed it was, and he said, "You really missed an opportunity to name him after the Pomeranian or missile in the game Ghost Trick," and I was like. I missed an opportunity. <laughs> like, I missed an opportunity to name my dog after a cartoon dog in a game I don't really like. 
Like, yeah, and besides, Missile is already <laughs> named after the Pomeranian that the game developer had, I believe. Yes, yeah. it's named after the real Missile. Yeah, Can't so there's already an actual Missile. Why would I want to name my dog something that other dogs get named? That's weird. What dog gets named after another dog? Come on. Yeah. I don't want to name my dog after another dog. Who's Almost named like, after another dog? You're a sad person whose like, pet died and the next one has the same name. Right. Snowball, Snowball 2. 2 situation. Mark 2, yeah. Uh, this has been the Insert Credit Podcast, episode 145. We don't call it a podcast anymore. That was a slip. This uh, has bloopers. been the Insert Credit Show, episode 145. Do you guys have any recommendations? For our listeners to tide them over until my recommendation is, is you go just go get bent. That's my recommendation. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know I'm about joking. that. My recommendation is try out some popcorn. Uh, I've <laughs> yeah. been eating popcorn these days. Woo! I was eating <laughs> popcorn throughout this entire show. Go to the wow. local supermarket in your town. Find a brand of bagged popcorn made by one of the non-big box companies. Not by the Narcs. Not by the the man, the you know your Conagra Foods or your Monsantos. Find a popcorn that's made locally and popped locally and bagged locally, and just eat it in the car and get it all over yourself. That's my recommend. I've been doing that lately. That's all. I Steve got. Jobs did that. Oh, the popcorn diet. Yeah, maybe yeah. I should. Maybe I should. Uh, I've been having some. I've, I've been having a couple of stomach uh, issues, a couple of health problems that are all related to one another, if not to anything else. I gotta tell you, popcorn, heck of a meal when you uh, can't eat anything else. That's my recommendation. Get a I'll popcorn. Find thyself a popcorn you do not understand, and then eat it. My friend, welcome to Frank, you got one, I got All one. I've done in the last week is look at uh, stolen Nintendo properties, so I don't know that I have any recommendations. <laughs> uh, uh, your recommendation is steal. Steal a <laughs> Nintendo? I've hey, got who, one. Who got one of those uh, analog minis, by the way? Did any of you guys get one? I wasn't uh, I got up him. during the five-minute window when it was available, so no. I was in a yeah, car. Got, I got him. I, pull- I got him. Oh, you you godforsaken narc. I, I pulled over my car on the side of the highway uh, bound from, you know, Indianapolis to wherever, and uh, uh, opened it up with five minutes to go, and then I couldn't get my T-Mobile. So T-Mobile robbed me out of the... I was ready. I was right there. I was poised, Jerry. I was poised. The way that I got it was that my wife and I got up and we sat and we both loaded it up on our phone and our computer at the same time. Yeah. And the problem is that when calculating shipping, it would freeze for literally minutes. That's what got Eliza Wood. That's why he doesn't have one now. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's why you get a wife. My phone beat out (laughs) my computer, uh, even though I started the phone like two minutes later. Wait, wait. So that's how I got it. Did you both get two? Uh, Well, no. uh, We both got one. Oh, that's sick. But... but also the the foundation bought two, so there are two company ones. Uh, I just want one. Man, I want one too. Uh, my recommendation: I finally watched the movie Heat. <laughs> oh, good film! It's very good. And uh, two funny things about it: one is that I realized that the reason I did not watch the movie Heat for twenty five entire years is because I did not like the logo. Oh, yeah, I bad still logo. don't. That font is really bad. Um, it's it's like a it's like a edgy genesis flyer from 1995 is what it looks like and i was like i've seen enough uh, cool like guy advertising so yeah, like, it's it's perhaps there's an interesting story uh in learning that advertising is just bad and that a lot of good stuff got advertised poorly in the 90s are there any yeah. other michael mann movies you have not seen because i would recommend anyone listening if there's a michael mann movie you haven't seen just watch it it's I probably have, good i have a terrible situation that occurred during this uh that tim may enjoy hearing about which is i was watching the movie uh but because it's so long and i wanted to watch it by myself in the dark Mm -hmm. i had to pause it and resume it another day and when i did so it turned out that somebody it's a shared account had watched right up until the last two minutes of the movie ah and so i resumed not checking the time and saw like the spoiler of the movie on display in front of me, oh, and then what had to a nightmare. go an hour and a half back to watch what happened. Up, it was not cool. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. When you manage to have something unspoiled for twenty five years, and then Oof. it gets spoiled like right at the last second, that blows. That's terrible. You know what? You know what? Michael Mann movie I would actually recommend people watch is there was a movie called Black Hat that I remember people making fun of on Twitter because there was a yeah, lot I of seen like. That one. 
Uh, the, that was a movie that the previews did really dirty. The trailers made it look like uh, like it was made by like really dumb, out of touch people, and it's trying to be like the net or hackers or whatever. It has like some really cheesy lines about computers that were in the trailers, and it got dog piled on. And I remember being real sad and being like, guys, it's it's Michael Mann though. It's probably interesting. Turns out, real good film. So watch that one. And everybody, if you haven't seen Miami Vice, for God's sake, watch Miami Vice. Brandon, have you seen Miami Vice? Yeah. Man, wonderful film. Incredible movie. Incredible. I love that uh, movie. I've got a few recommendations of my own. Oh, yeah? Uh, my first is read a Hawkman comic book and then talk to me about it. I want to talk about Hawkman and nobody knows anything about Hawkman. He's perfect. Uh, after that, I recommend you uh, go ahead and give us a rating or a review on your favorite uh, podcast distributing platform that really helps raise the vil- visibility of the show. I've been getting notifications from people who weren't aware that we came back, even though we're a few uh, dozen plus episodes into our revival. And it would be nice if uh, people who used to like the show would get back into it. So maybe tell some people who might like it uh, personally or through that distribution platform. You could talk about the show with other people who are glad to see it again on forums.insertcredit.com, where we post threads about the show and stuff that would probably make good topics and uh we interview each other everybody gets to play alex jaffe up there it's real nice uh you could follow us on twitter i'm at alex jaffe tim's at 108 uh, frank's at frank safaldi brandon's at necrosofty uh, you can go to patreon.com uh slash insert credit and if you subscribe at any level you can get episodes one day early you can submit questions can get a few bonus episodes every month and uh show up in a neat color when you go to forums.insertcredit.com you should be aware that our podcast is edited by blaine brown who is fine upstanding individual and the music that you hear is by kurt feldman you may have a little bit more of that in the future feldman yeah he's a cool guy uh and that's it for these cool guys i'm alex jaffe I'm Frank Savaldi. I'm Tim Rogers. <laughs> and I'm Brandon Sheffield. <laughs> and your game has now been saved. Game over, yeah! Just let people sell drugs, Lord. <laughs>